step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of work, a lot of sacrifice that people make to accomplish certain things. If you're not mad, you're not paying attention. And if you're not paying attention, you're part of the problem. That is correct, ladies and gentlemen. I want to welcome each and every one of you to Keeper's Mind Pool Presents the update from Standing Rock. This is very near and dear to our heart. Uh, I am Dr. James. We are also joined by Miss Sandra. Uh, we have Mr. Drew is with us. Uh, we also have Miss Sonia with us. And later on, we will be taking some calls uh, from people who have been and are with the Standing Rock Um with the people here uh let's see let's see drew if you would like you're more than welcome good sir to take and you and miss sonia give us give us the rundown if you would please sir good evening good evening yeah we also we're going to be joined by dean here at some point soon i know he has uh um sometimes communication problems or delays because he's the cameraman up there that's been there a while the drone pilot but we're going to synopsize things here a little bit real quick and then get into the nitty-gritty. Um, there's horrible human rights uh, violations happening up at Standing Rock. Um, it started, they were offered, first off, there's a pipeline that was going to be put through Bismarck. And its town just raised arms about it. So it got moved and relocated. Well, where did it get relocated to? The Standing Rock Reservation. Now, they were given an offer and they refused. So the pipeline decided to just come through eminent domain and take anyway. The area that they're proposing to go on is a burial site as well. Um, we can put this in perspective, uh, but there, there's even more. We'll get into the nitty-gritty details on that. Um, they have stepped up the pressure since then because these people are peaceful. They are using uh, the Lakota are using peaceful methods, no weapons. They don't allow any weapons in this camp. They don't allow anything like that. They don't believe in violence, especially in this situation. There's, there's even a prophecy that they believe in, or that, that there's a prophecy for this situation, and it is about nonviolence. So let me tell you the difference between protector and uh, protester. Protesters will pick up and throw rocks. A water protector actually knows about a circle of forgiveness where they go to this circle. It's something they do. They go to this circle when they want to release anger from their heart, when they don't want to feel the angry emotion, when they think they're going to do something violent. They go to the circle where someone is waiting to help them get through it. This is the peacefulness of the people we're talking about. Now, now they have had dogs sicked on them. This is a couple months ago, two, three months ago, actually. Dogs were sicked on them when they were doing a peaceful prayer walk, a prayer walk. Now, they have also been incarcerated and held in dog kennels, dog kennels for trespassing on their own, their own area, where they, where they reside, where they live. 
They were not only held in dog kennel style holding cells, some of them were naked, naked for up to 24 hours. They were all written on their arms, numbers, numbers written on their arms, just like Nazi Germany. Oh, and you think that wasn't enough? Water cannons blasted on them in below freezing temperatures for over four hours. For why? They were trying to clear a bridge, a bridge that is vital for them to be able to get people quickly to the hospital. Now, Sonia, can you weigh in on this? I mean, will you? Yeah, yeah. You know, I got interested in this whole issue because I saw what was going on and how poorly they were being treated. And um, it, it, it's horrible, you know. There's so many rights being violated right now. Um, there's injuries to people. One young lady may lose an eye and one young lady fighting to keep her arm. And I don't know how this is happening right here in America. This is like Nazi Germany or something. And, you know, it's time for us to stand up for each other and stop this. It, we, it's like history repeating itself right now, and it's our turn to stand up and change it and to make things right this time. And it's Exactly. And, and to also to make things even worse, not only do we have these human rights violations, but we have moral violations in a sense. Um, so we have the sheriff's department. Kicking people out of their homes, literally kicking them out of their homes at gunpoint when they were making them move. This is back in the beginning, making them leave so they could put this pipeline in, and they they confiscate all their belongings. There's there's family relics, artifacts basically that have been handed down from generations that were confiscated. They were told they'd get them back. When they got them back, they got them back in a dump truck, a dump truck, and not only in a dump truck. I'm I'm literally mean the type of dump truck that opens its back up and dumps it out. That's how it happened. And when they got everything back out of the dump truck, it had urine on it as well. The sheriff's department had urinated on these artifacts. Now imagine if you were a devout Catholic. I've been using this analogy. If you were a devout Catholic and you had a rosary that had been handed down to you from your great-great-grandmother, maybe even further, and it was made of bleached lambskin sewn together with 24-karat gold filigree thread, and also you had a family Bible that had the gold border around it that had your genealogy in it. Imagine if that got urinated on by your sheriff's department. That's what we're talking about here. I'm trying not to get mad because I'm trying to also take a lesson from the peaceful nature that they have. Um, it, it's, it's just astounding to me. You should see we have all the videos. We have links. Um, we have, uh, there is pages. Uh, Standing Rock is a Facebook page. We have Accountability Now. We have Keeper's Mind Pool. We have many others now. There is Indigenous Media Rising. Uh, we, there's, there's all these pages you can get this information from. Um, James, do you mind giving, just so people can write it down, just in case, do you mind giving our callers the number so whenever, you know, listeners online, they give the number so uh, we can plug them in here in a bit? Oh, absolutely. I have no problem with that. It is 424-258-9220. That number again is 424-258-9220. Listen closely, ladies and gentlemen. If you plan on calling in and you have a question or a comment, after dialing that number, we'll hear a British lady speak. Then press the number one on your keypad, and it will alert me if you have a 
question or a comment, and we will get you in accordingly. As a matter of fact, our phone lines are blowing up right now, and we do have Dean with us. Excellent. Well, we will bring him and Sandra on, actually. Sandra, uh, now Sandra is somebody that we we have been in contact with for about two or three weeks now, and it's just a godsend that we came across her. Um, she's really helped get this this put together. She's done a big part. Um, and Sandra, um, I just kind of want to turn the floor over to you. And Dean, are you here with us? I am here, guys. I am here. Hey, brother, how you doing? Pretty good today. Good, good. So uh, we're just going to turn the uh, the floor over to you guys. Is that all right? Perfect. Excellent. Uh, would you just mind telling us, telling everybody, especially for people who aren't, haven't tuned in to anything yet, might be finding out this about the first time, just kind of tell them who you are, and we'll just build a recap from there. Tell them about everything that's going on, brother. I am uh, Dean Dedman. I uh, go by Shazabadnid on Facebook, and uh, you can follow me there, or you can follow me on the drone page, Drone to Be Wild, or otherwise you could uh, also follow me on uh, the Indigenous Rising Media page formed from uh, IEN, Indigenous Environmental Network. That's uh, the founders of uh, Dallas uh, Goldtooth and uh, Tom Goldtooth. And uh, so that's the areas I've been doing and pretty much I'm a local of Standing Rock. And I've been pretty much the the one that's seen it before it all began, you know, um, before it was, uh, you know, just awareness, you know, covering the the youth and the actions that were, you know, coming about and um, pretty much leading all the way up to the August actions of when it first started digging the, uh, the ground and all the way to right where we're at now in this whole chaotic mess. Excellent. Um, Dean, will you uh, tell us a little bit about the escalation of events? Escalation of events has been building up week by week ever since they started using excessive force with weapons. And then from there, they started using the weapons on the drones. And from the drones, we all know that if they're going to shoot drones, they're going to start shooting the protectors with rubber bullets. And uh, it's just been escalating and escalating ever since they uh, first, um, that Thursday, I believe it was like a month and a half ago, um, they came in and um, they overtook the treaty camp. The treaty camp was set there. That treaty camp was set right on the pathway of the pipeline that was going across the road from 1806, specifically because there was sacred sites, burial grounds there, and they ended up getting uh, destroyed by the bulldozers of uh, Dapple because uh, they went up about 20 miles ahead to uh, before they even set any kind of decisions on whether to not build there or not and just purposely just desecrate it like that, boom, just destroy it. And that's when the dogs came out. And that's when, you know, people were starting getting attacked by the dogs. And that's when it started building from there. And I noticed after after what happened there, mm-hmm. people started coming in. People started coming in from, you know, it started getting attention. But it didn't, it didn't get that attention it needed just yet. But it gave it that attention to where, like, this can be really serious. This is going to be getting more serious. And then from there, action started accumulating more throughout a couple-week period. And then they started using guns, weapons, shooting the drones, and all leads all the way up to, uh, like I said, treaty camp. They raided it. Um, they pulled us all back, all the protectors. They formed a line all the way across 1806 Highway, uh, all the way bridging uh, to the fence line. And they also had officers on the outside, uh, within the fence line too, just 
walking us, walking us all the way back to um, the Shichishikoan camp where it is now. Um, they were on. They were using um, LRAD weapons. That's basically like a sound weapon. You turn it on, and it makes this high frequency noise, and it damages your eardrum. It could damage a lot of eardrums, especially sensitive ones. And um, not only that, they had. They were really over uh, overpowered with um. Pretty much their intimidation factor was they had one weapon in their hand, another weapon strapped, and then it was in, in the front of their uh, their uniform. Then they had another couple of handguns on the side. They were carrying around like four or five weapons at some point, you know, or full military gear. And um, and it was crazy because, of course, why would they need all those weapons? Basically intimidating, intimidating all of us, you know, trying to put that fear into us and that's what they're using. That's what they that's the only reason why we backed up. They had the hell that they had the Humvees, they had the Alabad weapons, of course they had the uh pepper spray, they had um the uh, rubber bullets, they had the um you know, the uh percussion grenades and um it was that day I was in the front lines and to this day I, I still get um two days after that I had suffered a small amount of PTSD and it's crazy because uh, dealing on the front lines like that, hearing your hearing your own people um, scream and cry and war hoop and chant and pray and sing, all the combinations of that with the uh, Dapple and Morton County um, stating on their little mic saying that we need to get back off the road. And that was the whole reason why was to get us off the road and that we're blocking a roadway. But in return, after they pushed us back, they ended up blocking the whole roadway basically with all the way to concrete barriers to um razor sharp fencing to um guards national guards posted up with turrets on the uh, humvees um that's pretty much what's been going on since and then since then they had put up a long wall about three mile wall that uh, on the southern part of the pipeline that is uh divides the uh the valley where the camps are all the way up to where the pipeline is so the workers could work safely they won't be bothered by the water protectors. And, and along this, the, uh, the drill pad, there's like a five, so about 15, 16-foot wall, basically like a huge square fort all the way around it to protect that um, drill pad. So, you know, that's how bad they are blocking us out as protectors. But as drone oh. pilots, that hasn't stopped us from being oppressed and from being pulled back because we have the power of the drones and now these drones we've been pushing the technology to the limit and now it allows us to just fly right over them you know as much as stuff they have weapons all that we just fly right over them with ease and it allows us to get all the way and to document what's going on progress that's going on up there where it's beyond the reach and the eyes of the protectors so these drones are pretty much our eyes in the sky um so that's what's been going on. And not only that, these drones have been, um, they've been really helping us and they've really been a blessing to this movement and to the seven council fires um, because um, they've been giving up locations for all these uh, law enforcement. They're trying to do these tactic moves and go run out and hide in the ravines and go over here and hide, but we, they cannot be, uh, they cannot hide because there's drones everywhere watching them and they don't like that. And then not only that, when the uh, Sunday, two Sundays ago, I will take that for an example, when they uh, used the water cannons uh, on the protectors 
And basically, you could just catch a bird's eye view from a high perspective on drone footage of them shooting um, spraying the bug protectors in below freezing temperatures. Now, what those actions they did that Sunday, I would consider terrorist acts against domestic. Absolutely. And, um, um, yeah, that's, that's, that's crazy. I'm actually going on and give you details, but, but this is all accumulating to one thing now. Now, this is it. We got, what, four days left now? Yes. Four days left. Actually less they, if people want to plan ahead. Yeah, well, let's say four, but let's say even two days left. You never know. Um, they're going to evict the camp of Shetishikoan. That is the northern side of the camp that's on the north side of the river there. And um, pretty much they want all the protectors to leave because it, they don't want to have a, a – it's a it's a health uh, – a safety risk uh, for – they're just trying to actually look out for our well-being. That's what uh, the Army Corps of Engineers stated. And not only that, just because how uh, intense these uh, actions and um, these um, – what, what's been going on, with the clashes between law enforcement and the protectors – and they, uh, they, I guess they they had enough. So what they're going to do is they want to just move the camp out of the valley so we don't have that uh, conflict and that clash anymore. But this is building up. This is way beyond just people barking orders, telling our people, once again, telling our own indigenous people and and people of all walks of life who, who've come to join forces for Mother Nature and they're moving us around. But this is, goes back to ways since when they first came over and started pointing fingers and started saying, this is not yours, this is ours, that's your, yours. That little patch over there is yours, but this whole patch is ours. So mentality is replaying itself again. And all these water protectors, we're all building up, you know. We're building up, and it's, it's 500 years of oppression. And it's like putting all these people who have been oppressed all these indigenous people in a one little tiny can, and pretty soon we ain't gonna, you know, take it anymore, and we're just gonna expand, you know. And this is what it's gonna lead to. A lot of people saying it's, it's this is the start of a whole new revolution, the indigenous revolution, and it's the start of a whole movement. Even if that pipeline does go through, it's the start of a movement that's gonna stop all. Um, Oil industries, fossil fuels. This is the first step in that stage, I believe so personally. Hey, brother, but can you emphasize on something? Will you explain ahead, something for us a little bit? Because you, you, I know you were saying clashes, like the the protectors clashing with the sheriffs and clashing with them. Will you explain? Because in people's minds, when they hear clash, they might think of two armies meeting in the middle and and coming in and clashing with each other. Will you explain what you mean by that, though, to our audience, especially people who have not tuned in before this? That this might be the first time they're hearing. Let me take that back. I'm starting to use Morton County uh, vocabulary there. That's what they said, clashes. So, see? But uh, I was using a, a, a word out of uh, Morton County's book, uh, clashes is what they stated. But in indigenous vocabulary terms, it's basically uh, a march of solidarity and unity and just standing in front of that barricade. And we know we're not going to get over. We know we're not going to get over. But the message we're trying to put out there is that as long as we stand there, 
we stand there, we pray, we stand there, we pray, we pray, and we strong, we hold it together as human beings coming together and uniting. Doesn't matter what race we are, we're all one people, we are all one human beings, we are only one human beings, we're just all just different kinds. So we come together, and as much as they shoot rubber bullets at us, as much as they spray us down with water cannons and below freezing temperatures and like, you know, pepper spray and um, tear gas, everything, the, the force they put on us, and if we keep standing there and standing there, soon the world will see. Now the world's starting to finally open their eyes, and now they're coming down. They're coming, they're looking upon Standing Rock, and Standing Rock's been changed forever now. It's changed forever, and every person in the oh, entire world, if you say Standing Rock, I guarantee you they'll know what you're talking about. They will. That's that's absolutely correct. Sir. <clears throat> I want to agree one hundred and ten percent. This is and, and I want to I want to voice this. When people say movement, what is a movement? A movement is something that moves for a minute and it stops. A revolution is something that once it gets rolling, it doesn't stop until the the job is done, until things have changed, until the paradigm has shifted. And so please, everyone out here, don't refer to this as a movement because it is the furthest from the truth. We are here, hopefully, to stop what is happening. But if it doesn't stop, we are here for the revolution. Absolutely. So, Dean, you were saying, just to reiterate and to make sure it's very clear for our listeners, you were saying that the protectors show up and they pray and hold hands, and in reply, they're being hit with water cannons, tear gas, bear mace, mace, you know, all that, and rubber bullets. Is that correct? That is correct. You heard it. I, I, you just can't get any more simple than that. Do you, uh, go ahead, brother. Go ahead. I know we got, well, actually, do you mind answering questions? We have a lot of callers, actually. If we want to move into yeah. questions, evidently. Yeah, you guys. Uh, I'm more than welcome to uh, let's bring some let's bring some callers in and see what they're uh, see what they want to put out. Because I mean, there's I'm pretty sure everyone has a lot of questions out there. Because as far as media, what we deal with, we deal with that every day. And I know there's people out there that want answers. So um, exactly. bring a few callers. Now I am going to say this to okay. all of our callers: we will keep this classy. Oh, absolutely. Keep it classy. Keep absolutely. it spirituality. Keep it solidarity, guys. You know. Absolutely. Absolutely, brother. All right. Um, James, okay. do we have anybody ready for a question? Oh, absolutely. As a matter of fact, I have a lady. Her name is Barbara. She is in Standing Rock as well. She is standing with them, and I have another caller um, who I do believe is the one who brought her in. And I'm going to bring them both on right now since they, since they seem to have a tandem understanding of what's going on uh you two are okay. live welcome to the show welcome miss barbara are, are you there yes i'm here i'm christy Lincar. yes sir yes sir. You... welcome to the show chris or christy just to check call me chris that's fine chris all right chris welcome to the show and dean 
You're uh, you're on with Dean and Sandra is, is here too. Everybody's here and Dean is the drone pilot. You're on with everybody, so you can ask uh, just ask away. Dean's ready to answer, I'm sure. All right, I'd like to share. I'm with United Brothers and Sisters on the Front Range of Colorado, and I also have Christy Lynn Carr. I've been in music most of my life. I got contacts around the world. New lyrics, new music is being written right now and published and produced and put out. It is a spiritual awakening, but it will change. Barbara can add a lot more. She's got 110,000 people. She's with Standing Rock protesters, pipeline protests. I'm a gym I'm very upset. This morning at 6 o'clock, I got up, tuned in, and I didn't know it was a 28th forecast. The brothers and sisters were out on the road to pray. I saw them come in. I saw them come around. I got out. They loaded their guns. I thought they were going to kill them. And I'm upset. I'm involved. What do the rest of the people think? Right. Barbara can give you a lot yes, of Ms. facts Barbara. and details. Yes. yes. Barbara, if you can hear us, you are live as well. Please speak up and, and be heard, dear. I'm posting it right now. Speak. It's very well, It's just. Uh, I you tell there, you Barbara? what I'll do. I, Barbara I will pull her back you. off. And, no, no, no. I'll pull her back in green room um and i will touch base and when i come back hopefully i will have miss barbara with me okay okay thank you sounds good sounds good uh, 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 go let me interrupt one thing I, my brother dean was saying i'm sorry i i was at standing rock and i had to go home as you can tell my voice is about gone from a lung infection the one thing they put the barricades up they told us for our safety if it's for our safety think about something and the fact that they said our safety to move, they want us to move. If it's our safety, then how come that we have to go uh, extra miles around to get to the hospital if something happens? If it's for our safety, how come now that they want to judge everything on a case-to-case basis and the sheriff has to be the one to judge it before the EMS can come out? It's not safety anymore. It's the fact that they want us to stop. They fear us. They fear us for one reason and one reason only, because of our religion, because of our spirituality, because of our unity. And they know this is just the tip of the iceberg, that Standing Rock is just the tip of the iceberg. They know it's going to spread across this nation, and we're all going to stand up against the wrongdoings. So, it's people, it's time that America wakes up. It's time to get yourself up. It's time to stop putting your head in the sand and saying it's not happening to me because the next, if we fail, the next step is your door. Wake up, people. Join us at Standing Rock. We need people there. We have people that are walking in, that are walking miles just to get there and and taking that. We have people that have sold belongings and homes to get there to join us, to help us. So you can come. You can you can put something on hold and come. We need the help. We've got only five days left before it's going to come to a point. Now, what that point's going to be, we none of us really know. But we need your solidarity. We need your prayers. We need people there. Thank you. 
You Absolutely right, Miss Sam. Real quick, everybody, I do have Miss Barbara. She is live. Miss Barbara, welcome to the show, dear. Oh, thanks so much, and thanks for your patience with me. I didn't couldn't find the mute button to unmute myself there, so I was listening intently, and and um, you know, just want to say that we have formed a Facebook page, which I'm part of. I've been involved with since September 27th, exactly, um, and since then has grown to now just the the, the number is 110,894 people. And these are people around the world who are gathering in solidarity to support what's happening um, with the people who are protecting the water at Standing Rock. And, um, you know, it's one of the speakers earlier talked about, you know, how this is like bottling up and it's expanding and expanding and, you know, this idea that it's ready to explode. Well, you know, this is, it's a spiritual awakening and it's happening and, and we are witnessing this firsthand on the Standing Rock Pipeline Protest Facebook page just watching and helping to navigate the conversations that are happening. Barbara, you're kind of fading out there. I don't know if we've lost you or not. Can you hear me? Yes, there you are. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so... I'm not sure. Do I need to repeat myself? Are you able to hear uh, what do, I was do saying? Do you have any questions for Dean or anything? Dean's the drone pilot well, up at the, with Indigenous. Dean, correct me if I'm wrong, but Indigenous Rising Media? Indigenous Rising Media, correct. And the founder of Drone to be Wild. Hi. <laughs> I guess, you know, I do, I do have a question, that, and I'm not sure if it's if it, if you can even answer it, but somewhere in the, in the media we saw that eagles were taking down the drones, and I just wondered if you had a comment about that. And and are they are they the dapple drones or are they the no dapple drones that are being taken down? Uh, that is uh, what they're taking down is the indigenous drones, all the drones that the protectors been utilizing to fly over and also document everything from the aerial perspective. And um, that's the reason why they're taking it down. That's the reason why they're really strict. Uh, they really enforce this FAA law. Um, they, it all started since they first shot at the drone, and the first drone they shot at was uh, one of my drones. And um, that video is posted out there. It's all over YouTube. It's all everywhere. You can't miss it without going on social media. But um, as soon as they started shooting that up and uh, they missed every shot, that I was flying toward, you know, I was flying in close proximity, and uh, I was flying. I fly low because I don't want to get in an argument with the uh, Morton County and then stating that I'm up in the air at the same level as a helicopter or a plane, so that can use mm-hmm. that against me, saying that uh, I'm trying to uh, terrorize or I'm trying to uh, fly into a, a plane or a helicopter. So I try to avoid that. It's all about being one step, just you know, one step ahead of the cops and law enforcement. So I fly low. Because you know, there's no helicopter going that low, so I fly low and catch document stuff from closer views, and they ended up shooting that drone, and uh, they ended up missing every shot, and they it took ten shots, 
And then the last shot, they shot at it, but that drone was still flying. It just kind of hit it in midair. And mm. fortunately, I still had I still had every footage of it. So I whipped out the video that night, that very evening, and uh, the whole world seen it the next day, uh, shooting up the drone. And then that's when the FAA was getting on them. And then they finally just came out and admitted that they shot down a drone. So they admitted it that they committed a, a felony there, shooting down an aircraft. Because it stated that uh, shooting a drone down too is even considered shooting down as far as like a helicopter and a plane too. Um, it doesn't matter what the situation is; you are not allowed to shoot at any aircraft within the vicinity because of you know the people are around us, the surrounding areas. It's all about safety. And uh, not only that, there was um, the camp was beyond where the drone was too, and uh, they were shooting bullets, so they, were, they had no regards of life beyond that drone mm-hmm. target. They were trying. To so all these little things add up, and uh, now it's crazy because now they're they're just shooting them. They don't care, you know. They're not gonna go follow the FAA's, uh, get their uh, request to, you know, not shoot it down or get the answer from them. We have a, we were listening in on their on their, their radios, and uh, they were stating that uh, they were gonna shoot down the drones if they came too close. And of course, I fly real close, you know, and that's the way I do it. <laughs> Because, you know, I have to do it. Because they're, like, pestering us with what they're doing. So, in return, that's what I do to them. I just fly around them, you know, fly around them, get close, get document everything up close. Because drones are, I'm pushing them to the limit. They don't really, they belong in the sky, but they also belong in down low with the ground, too. Because that's the connection that we're getting. That's the old, when I fly these drones, every act I do within this, this, this whole gathering, and this whole, it's, I do it in spirituality. I do my actions, and I base my actions off, you know, on good intentions all the time. And so with that said, like, they're shooting the drones down no matter what. I mean, I'll fly over. Duh, it was the last week they shot at the Phantom 4. I just bought that Phantom 4 at um, Best Buy, and um, I took it out. I took it out, and I flew right over there, and they were shooting something. Uh, I didn't. They shot at it, actually, but it started turning red. So I thought they shot like paintballs at it or something. But I was still flying around, documenting everything. Uh, there is video live, video of not live, but it was live actually. But they took it down. But there's video of it. I'll post it on the drone page and then just made the rising page. But um, they shot at it. They shot it with uh, shotguns this time because the splatter, the, the pellets come out. So they, they they kind of smartened up a little bit, you know. They knew they couldn't shoot it with a rubber bullet. So they stepped up and they started using shotguns now. So that's what they're using to shoot down these uh, um, these drones. Now there's reports out there, uh, unconfirmed reports that you're flying like three hundred feet from the sky and there's snipers that are taking out these drones. No, that is untrue. There are snipers posted out, but no, none of them are skilled enough to uh, even see a drone. You can probably hear it faintly, but you cannot shoot the drone because they don't know where it's at and they're not going to waste their whole time looking for a drone. So um, those are really untrue. They're, they, they're not shooting the drones with snipers. They're, they're only shooting them when we come up close contact with them with shotguns. Okay. Okay, real quick, everybody. I do have another caller. Uh, I'm going to bring them in now. 210, you are live on the air. Yes, hello. Does everybody hear me? Yes, sir. Good yeah. evening. Yes, hello. Good evening. My what? Your name. My name is Jesus. 
Good evening, Jesus. What would you like to uh, say or what would you like to ask Dean or Sandra? Yes, I just came back uh, from the Shetty Shakowin uh, camp. We were out there for about a week. And we noticed uh, the types of... um, the types of like intimidation tactics that are being used against the water protectors. For example, when we were in uh, Mandan, you know, the the police like started illegally towing vehicles while we were in the streets, and everybody just was scared and was running like to their vehicles, you know, and and we got to see how those vehicles got illegally towed. Um, we also got to see how an airplane was um, flying around camp throughout the day and night, and sometimes at night they didn't have the lights on, which I believe is uh, against AFA regulations. Um, But my question is, um, are these rumors of the camp being raided, are they true? Have they been validated? Because we would hear rumors on a daily basis there and that the camp was going to be raided or we were being told that the camps were being raided while we were outside of the camp. And so it's, it's just on a daily basis that these rumors are being said. And I just think that it's another tactic, you know, just to intimidate the people that are there. Uh, so I just want to ask, um, I've heard that this, uh, raid on the camp for the 5th uh, uh, has been pretty much cancelled or something like that I just want to make sure that um, uh, I just want to ask if it's true you know or not uh, because like I said I just I might believe that it's just these tactics that are being used that's it thank you thank you hey um, Dean, would you yeah, or Sandra, um, would y'all like to answer that? He wants to confirm that he, he's he's uh when he was here earlier, like this we we heard this throughout the months that they're gonna come down and raid, come down and raid, come down and raid. Like we'll be on Media Hill. It'll be a nice day, you know. Not, you know, nothing going on and all of a sudden we get a couple of frantic people running up to the hill and saying they're taking, they're coming down. We need to get the women and children. We need to get, you know, I'm like, whoa, whoa, calm down, calm down. Like, we don't know. It, just, it takes one person, and then boom, it starts like wildfire. So that's the paranoia that's trying to be maintained and balanced within the camp. But now, stated that came directly from the uh, Army Corps of Engineers, and also right after that, Martin County put their life statement out there like they're going to, you know, like, they were all big about it, but it's out there now. And it's, uh, it was even on national TV, CNN was playing it uh, yesterday morning or two days ago morning too. And, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's real. They're, they're going to come down. And then again, we, uh, they said they're not going to do it forcibly though. So let's see how this plays out. What are they going to, they're going to stand there and tell us to kindly move. But, uh, regardless of anything they say, I'm going to tell the world this that's listening, all the listeners that are listening, that none of those protectors there are going to move. I'm sure the women and children who do not want to be a part of any kind of direct action or anything that might be involved, you never know, just for safety concerns, they will be out of the camp. They will be safe and out of the camp. But 
for the few that are there, like the veterans I know are staying there. We're talking about veterans, even elderly veterans. And um, we're all going to stand there. And, of course, I know a lot of women are going to be standing there, too, because in this whole um, this whole gathering, this whole spiritual gathering, I give respect to all the women out there because they've been holding it up the front lines, man. I'm have to say it's even more than the guys. And they'll probably be the first ones on the line. There is some really, really powerful, strong individual women out there who have uh, been standing their ground. And um, been getting hurt, getting um, you know, just getting hurt, and but they're standing there. So I give props to all the women here. It's uh, it's crazy. Um, but like I said, everybody, uh, it is real. It's reality. They have made it a decision to um, remove on December fifth. Remove uh, everybody from the going camp. I don't know how they're gonna do it. What kind of tactics they're gonna use? But uh. Let's see what they're going to use because there is over 15,000 protectors there and there's pouring in by the day. People are walking, like uh, Barbara was stating earlier, people are walking up. People are hitchhiking. People are driving up with supplies. People are coming in buses. People are coming in convoys. People are flying in. Um, it's all over, man. We're we're just activating our own selves, just coming here and gathering. But uh Continuing like this, there's people adding up every second of the day as we speak on this show right now, even at midnight. And even throughout that snowstorm, there were still people coming in. That's the power of this whole camp and what it's doing and what it's showing the world in solidarity. And not only that, people are all around the world are standing in solidarity. So this is not only the source of it is here on Standing Rock, on that Cannibal River, the outreach is worldwide, and that's very powerful. But then again, like I said, guys, I don't know how to do it. Can they forcibly remove 15,000-plus uh, individuals from that camp with all those uh, uh, the supplies, and, and they want to move everything out, even the the, the, the foundation houses they've been building, uh, the teepees. Um, that's a lot of supplies, you know. So let's see how this plays out. But I guarantee you guys, when I look at this, I don't have fear. I'm not scared what's going to happen. You just got to look for the best of it. And right now, you should feel that unity. And I'm not even scared, man. I feel proud. I feel proud because everyone, it's it's around everywhere. We, I, I don't feel that no more. I don't feel that oppression no more because they're, now they're going to come into our territory right there. And, you know, we're not going to move. We're like one solid rock, standing rock. How can you move one solid rock? Touch really hard of it. It's 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 deep in in the, the personal sacred choice to remain peaceful. That's what's going to make the difference. And you said it yourself that you know it just takes one person, one frantic person running up the hill saying, "Come, we're coming," and it creates a frenzy in the spirit of who we are. So you know what I really want to know is what are the men doing at the camp? What are they doing to be able to anchor in that trust and that faith, what you speak of? You know, and you don't maybe have the answer to that question, but I, I really want all the men at the camp to, to hear me when I, when I say listen to those women because what's making the difference 
between this and any other stand that's ever happened in history is the peace that you're bringing. Aho. Aho. And thank you. Yeah, much respect. Much respect to you, you know. I give you all my heart and everything because you know why? Everyone that's listening in right now, like, the power and the spirit comes from everything. The trees, the air, the sky, the water, the people, their actions, their dreams, their intentions, um, the history, uh, and the future. But these women, I, I give them uh, much respect because, you know, it's the women that, are, uh, that give the birth the source of life. And just like the mother, which is our earth, we protect our mother. And the women give birth. And get, women give birth to real men, real warriors. That's what makes women so powerful. With that said, you know, that's why they're out there in the front lines right now. I see it myself, you know. I'm not ashamed to say that they're out there. Yeah, I see it because I'm not personally on the front lines all the time. I'm always the eye in the sky, and I see everything that's up from above down to below. And um, I see how it all plays out. So much respect to all uh, all the women out there, man. You're holding it strong. Yeah. Yeah. So with that said, we should get a caller online. Um James, if you have a Barbara, thank you very much for your time, Barbara. Um, and, and thank you very much. Please keep listening in, and we really appreciate the work that you've done out there, gaining uh, uh, support for this and also bringing attention to the issue. Um, oh. James, well, thanks, do we have another call? Yeah. Thanks for having me. Oh, I'm sorry. Ah. No problem. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, oh, well, I mean, I have tons of callers. Uh, I have screened them all right now. They're just kind of listening. Uh, the good thing is, is most of our callers that are on the line, they don't watch TV, so they haven't been fed the negativity on this. So if we could, a lot of these callers just called in. I tell you what, we got 15 minutes till break time. Let's do a little recap right now and uh, kind of present the evidence over again one more time for our new callers, and maybe that will inspire them to ask a question or, or want to comment, Okay. Will do. Will do. Dean, do you want to take the floor on that? Sure. Take two, guys. Uh, it all started when uh, they uh, moved the uh, oil pipeline uh, layout schematic plans from uh, north of Bismarck down to the uh, uh, right there, just a little bit a mile above uh, the mm-hmm. Standing Rock Reservoir. Now, with, why they did that is because of a... Uh, uh, a lot of people in Bismarck here, uh, they didn't want that above their water source because it was going to pollute their water, and they didn't want that for their community. So they had that voice, and somehow they didn't even have to uh, even stand in solidarity or prayer. They just had to make a decision in that meeting and hit the thing like that, and boom, they got their they got their way. And, the, and there it is. The pipeline disappeared. Um, and it went and threw it down towards indigenous lands down there on top of sacred burial grounds out of all disrespect. So now it turns into a racial, environmental racial issue now. Now, why throw it down to a, a populated, less populated area with, uh, you know, and the reason why they do that is because when they're building these pipelines throughout the country, they want to go through in areas where they have least resistance from any kind of, uh, you know, the public outcry 
or um, any kind. You know, they want to make it easy as possible. And they know that putting it over by standing rock there, oh, well, you know, they're just standing rock down there. They're just, you know, a bunch of Indians down there, man. They don't care, you know. And that's the way it's been played. That's the way it's always been since the day they first came over from the great ocean. And it's how we've been treated this whole time. Believe it or not, if it's there, you don't see it. If you see it, it's there. And this is how it's playing out. Will you uh, synopsize the, 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 the human rights issues and uh, give us a, a, like, some people literally might be hearing about this for the first time, even just now. Just come from the uh, the dog attacks on the peaceful prayer walk, all the way up to the the kenneling and people being incarcerated 24 hours, if not plus, uh, naked with numbers wrote on their arms, and then the water protectors who were trying to clear the bridge who were sprayed with cannons, and also even you told us pers- uh, in a different radio broadcast about individuals being soloed out by that water cannon, and then also while they were being blasted with the water cannon, being hit with rubber bullets as well. Uh, can you give us a recap on some of those things? I know it, it it's kind of it's, it's, it might be a little painful to repeat, but some people might be hearing for the first time. Uh, painful to repeat? It's I hate actually, repeating uh, myself, brother. Not really hate, but actually, I just uh, repeat yourself. No, yes. no, I, I enjoy it. I enjoy it. I, I'm, I'm glad to repeat myself again. So that way, every time I say it again, I'll get more in depth. And then people have a more general understanding of what really is going on. If you're just hearing this for the first time, you woke up out of you woke up out of this rock and you just kind of stretched your arms and you, you, you smelt the air and you kind of smelt it. it was kind of funny it was polluted. And you look over to the distance there and you see all this happening and you're wondering what's going on. You're hearing this stuff on the news barely, and but you're hearing all over Facebook and you're starting to put these pieces together. Like, well, what's going on? I don't understand this because I have really talked to. I have chatted and I've, I've actually had conversations with people that were, let's say, in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Now, that's like, what, five, six hours away from the Cannonball Pipeline? And they had no clue what was even going on up here. And I had to fill them in. And there was even one up north by Fort Berthel. Did not even, Fort Berthel, the source of all this, too, you know did not have no clue what was going on down here at the camp. Now, ain't that crazy? That's the power of media control. So, Absolutely. you all tuned in. Or the box. Now, notice what's going on. This is what's going on, guys. There's a, there's a movement. It was a movement. Now it's turning into, it's transpiring into the greatest revolution that part of this world and history will ever, ever, ever read about. In, in the future and the generations and generations on next. But uh, it's transpiring into something great here. We can either change the world with this or we could destroy the world. It's about that balance of good and evil. Right now, I would say that prayer and unity is standing strong and the awareness is getting through every human's, human soul on this planet. They're slowly starting to change. Now, how are we going to change these corporations' actions? How are we going to stop them with all that excessive force? It's the power of the human spirit, and it's the power of the heart. When you show your heart and you speak your heart, and even if they don't recognize it and they, they, uh, they um, ignore it, they will still know that they shot you up, they sprayed you up, they, kicked, they stick their dogs on you, and you're still standing there, and you're speaking with heart. And in the end, that's finally going to start taking effect on them. 
and they're going to start suffering from PTSD, and they're going to start suffering from the spirits that they've been desecrating over, because these spirits are real. If you guys don't believe, some people call them ghosts, some people call them orbs, some people call them spirits, um, you know, they're real. That really is real. There, there is another dimension of spirituality that intertwines with the actions of everyday life around the world. There are things uh, the great beyond unknown that we don't know about, but they're around us all the time. And that indigenous connection is what we had that connection to. We still do it too. We still have connections as me and myself. I do. I feel a connection to a lot of things grander than my own knowledge that I don't even understand, but I know I have it. But sometimes I think that I'm scared to talk about it, but at times it's okay because you just got to accept it. So, Spirituality, going back to spirituality, back to the desecration of the lands. This is going to take a spiritual, uh, they're, they're going to have spiritual retaliation on um, these uh, Morton County officials and the Dapple workers because basically you're desecrating uh, sacred lands, lands that ancestors that have been laid there for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. This might even be thousands of years of, you know, the record is unknown because it never was studied. And the time you got to study it, they plowed it over. So when you desecrate lands like that and you get the spirits, they, they, they're mad, they're angry because they got, uh, and they got interrupted of their rest, their connection with the earth, and now they're running around free. Not running, but they're, they're flying, or not flying, but they're just around. And um, you could see it. There's evidence of it in photos. Um, if you're really uh, into supernatural stuff, if you study orbs, there was orbs all over that turtle hill. And for me, we look at it, that's the spirit. They're angry. They're mad. They're flying around. They're going interacting with throughout <laughs> the uh, uh, Morton County officials and the, and the water protectors. I mean, even though we're there praying for our ancestors and protecting our sacred sites, we too also have to have protection from ourselves, from the spirits too, because those spirits can even come to us, individual people, indigenous people, and consume our heart and soul so that's the power of the uh the spirits there you know there's we're, it doesn't matter if you're morton county or or indigenous the point is you got to have that respect for them and accept that but at the same time we also do got to protect ourselves from the spirit so when we try to um if you guys see the uh, water actions with uh there's a water there's the river there and um they built a bridge and the uh, morton county's on top or sheriff or they bob wired they bob wired this whole sacred site right there on top of the hill with a tree. They put barbed wire and fence there. They put barbed wire and fencing along the river there for uh, the water protectors so they won't put put a bridge again and um, go over, and they're blocking it out. So basically they got and, – and if this was a chess game, Morton County got the win there because that's their tower. But at the same time, you know, i tell you guys, we could have took that hill that Thanksgiving day. We took – that hill, but we didn't literally take it. We backed away. There's a lot of talk about people who did wanted to run up there and stake claim to it, but this is coming from me, so everyone that's listening to it is like, if you're going to run up there and stake claim, you guys got to remember now. You got to watch how you, your, your, your spirits and how your actions are played out during this because you can't just run up there. We have to have that respect, but we surrounded the whole Martin County officials. We went all the way around the island, and we even heard it on the radios too that 
they were outnumbered. They were trying to call in backup, 40 police cars from uh, Morton, uh, Fargo. And uh, we were laughing at them because they, I think it was only like eight showed up, eight cop cars. But they were, I seen the eyes in the sky, and there was nobody on Thanksgiving Day. Um, of course, everyone's going to be home with their families giving thanks to what they do every day. I wonder how that played out for them. But um, they were outnumbered. Us indigenous, the protectors, we, we did take, we, we had a wonderful so-called Thanksgiving that day. You know, we didn't call it Thanksgiving. We call it just giving thanks to Mother Earth. And uh, that's what we did. So that day was a, 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 was a victory for us, personally. Um, we didn't have to take that hill. We don't have to show them that. They just knew it because on the radios, they were scared. There was confirms. They were going to say that they were just going to throw some uh, percussion grenades or tear gas down there, and they were going to try to just head out because they, they didn't know what they were going to do. They were frantic. They were, and not only that, they were trying to uh, contain the water tech protectors from surrounding them. Not only that, they were dealing with the drones flying in and capturing everything and going close. And here's what I saw. Here's what I uh, recorded with the drone as I was flying over it allowed, what allowed me to get so close to them this time was because none of them had weapons in their hands. You guys know what they all had? They had turkey on this hand, and they had pumpkin pie on the other hand. Then they were stuffing their face. They had a, literally right above a sacred site. They had a little, no tables up there. They had it on the ground. They had a little Thanksgiving, like a, all the, uh, um, the uh, law enforcement just gathered in a circle, and they were actually having Thanksgiving up there. So I kind of zoomed in a little closer, a little closer, you know, being safe about it, being aware. See, no one had guns. No one had weapons. They were all eating. They were eating Thanksgiving turkey, and they were eating their pumpkin pie and, and all that stuff. And it was it was uh, one of those moments that you see, like, it's just literally. So I got that. I documented it, and it's put away, and uh, things like that. It's it's crazy. The, that's the power of the drones. I'm going to state it again. It's the power of the drones. See, now, the water protectors are down below. They would have never noticed that. I, I was talking to uh, one of the water protectors down below. They were like, they said, because they, they look up on the hill. That's a steep hill there as you look up, if you guys look at the footage. And they said there was about 60 cops all lined up. And then all of a sudden, they look away. And all of a sudden, as soon as they look back, there was only about four cops. And they wanted to know where they all went the whole time. They were all gathered up on top of the hill where the water protectors couldn't see. And the drone did. They were eating Thanksgiving. So wow. that's much desecration and disrespect they give to our culture and our way of life. And uh, I, I remember watching some of their uh, video feeds. Um, they were on a microphone stating, like, we have allowed you guys to pray in peace. Just back away, you know, show us that respect. And I'm like, well, dude, like, show us respect. You're standing on sacred grounds. Even reports of them pissing on the graves. Now, how much disrespect are we going to have to endure to even get recognized and have them respect and um, respect that the treaties? How You're much? getting recognized now, brother. It's getting out there. I'm going to go ahead and do the station plug right now real quick um, because it's minutes till the station designator. We have to drop the station name and everything. But um, uh, you were hold listening. That thought. Hold that thought. Go ahead, James. What's up? Uh, I was just going to say. Uh, I was going to say that you're listening to Keeper's Mind Pool, and this is an update on Standing Rock. Now, Dean, brother, you can go ahead. Uh, go ahead. Um, um, 
I like to I like okay. when I'm doing talk when I'm doing talk show like this, I like to balance out the voice and balance out the messages. Uh a little bit of the, 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 the truth and I'll, a little bit of that. So let someone speak. Well do Sandra or I I'll I'm gonna i I'm gonna put a little perspective real quick and then I'm gonna hand over the mic to whoever would like to speak. Um let me does if anybody out there has lost a loved one recently um, think about that loved one that you have lost. Also think about if you have a family cemetery or a place where your family has been buried for years. Think about that. And then think about this being ran right through the middle of there. And then add even more significance to it. Your whole community uses the spot. Your whole nation uses that spot. That is where you do your rights. And that is the place we're talking about being desecrated. That's and I've I've I haven't been able to be there yet. I've looked at all kinds of pictures about the area and it looks like a beautiful, beautiful spot. And to to even imagine first off this beauty being tarnished, and then second just the amount of disrespect is beyond me. Um, Sandra, Sonia, uh, Sandra, would you like to speak? I was just going to tell Dean for the uh, listeners to explain what he means. Uh, a lot of them don't understand what we mean by sacred ground. So that was what I was going to get him to say, explain that to so they could understand it. Okay, okay. Uh, real quick, ladies and gentlemen, real quick. I, I hate to do this, <clears throat> but we have to follow protocol. We are at the top of the don't hour. Hate, um, I, don't hate, just do it. I want to... Uh, well, I also want to let everybody have another caller. I'm going to bring in as soon as the break is over. His name is John, and he obviously has a question or a comment. Uh, I'm going to Dean, Sonia, Sandra, Drew. Uh, thank you all so very much for being here. Uh, this is Keeper's Mind Pool Radio Network. Update from Standing Rock. And we will return in four minutes. Stay tuned. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of work, a lot of sacrifice that people make to accomplish certain things. If you're not mad, you're not paying attention. And if you're not paying attention, you're part of the problem. Hey, everybody, this is Dave Bray. And you, my fellow patriots, are listening to Keeper's Mind Pool. Shots fired. At DaveBrayUSA.com. Definitely want to check the video out. I worked with uh, an organization called Lesman. It's a media watchdog for police officers when officers and, and law enforcement are being misrepresented in social media and these, all these different causes that are out there, you know, sort of pushing the blame. You know, they go out and they break laws for no reason just to prove that the cops, A, have to be police. They don't choose the laws they uphold. They uphold the laws because that's their job. Whether they're passive laws or aggressive laws, they go out and break them for the reason of to get a police response, which is just wasting taxpayer dollars, and I wish people would see that. These cops are putting themselves in harm's way on a daily basis. When your dad's a police officer and he goes to work, he straps on a gun and a badge. But these people are going into harm's way, you know? Um, and it's it's an, it's an honorable job. It's one of the hardest jobs, and it takes a special person. And I think in this day and age, um, you know, we should be rallying behind them. But this one, this song, Last Call, is about a fallen officer sort of giving his last 
sort of will and testament over the radio after he's been in a gunfight and he's hit and he's pinned down and he's not going to make it. And he just sort of gives his words. Stand by for a special announcement. Emergency traffic only. 1145. Prince William calling. 1145. This is the final call for 1145. Officer Ashley Gwendon. End of watch. February 27th, 2016. May you rest in peace. You're listening to Keeper's Mind Cold. Wednesday nights, 7 Eastern, 424-258-9220. If you ever find yourself in or near Matthews, Virginia and want some great food, if you're hungry for barbecue or even just a family style, write it up! Liberty for All 3% presents Liberty Tree Expo 2016, June 17th, 18th, and 19th. Three days of fun, amazing speakers, informative classes, great food, and camping family fun. Liberty and freedom are constantly being taken. It's time for patriots across America to stand up. Liberty Tree Expo 2016 in Yakima, Washington. Check LFA3.org for more details. Liberty Tree Expo 2016, LFA3. Hey, everybody, this is Dave Bray from the patriotic rock band Madison Rising. And you, my fellow patriots, are listening to Keeper's Mind Pool. Thank you, and we're back to an update on Standing Rock. Uh, James, we're, we'll just get y'all. We're going to hop straight back on into this. I believe Dean, Sandra, and Sonia are all still with us. Um, now, James, there was a caller waiting to, to ask a question. Well, all right. While I'm waiting, is uh, Dean? Are you there? I'm here. All right, brother. Well, we're going to get back into some of these details now. Um, until we, we get are. this caller. Up, oh, James. James, you there? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. LaShawn, you are live on Keeper's Mindful Radio Network. Update with Standing Rock. Please put your opinion or ask us your question. No, I want to thank you. I wanted to. I wanted to know uh, how long has this um, pipe uh, protest been going on? Uh, it started in August. Well, it's the whole awareness, everyone knew about it back a couple, three years ago, but the, the main, it's August, August 1st. August 1st? Yes. And and, and from August till now, like, till, till now, has there been any type of progress? Like, has it, has it stopped them from doing anything? Are you talking about any progress, like, as far as? Pipeline being made? Yes. Oh, yeah. They've been doing progress every day since they first laid grounds. After they took the resistance of the first actions of uh, August, they mm-hmm. they went away right now where the walls and where this whole thing's blocked off. That's where it began. And then after they met with the Standing Rock and uh, everybody came up and they started, it was a small crowd, you know. 
And all of a sudden, yeah. they, they, they went away. They drew attention away from that site. And they went up towards about northwest, all the way up towards uh, the interstate. And they started doing the pipeline there towards the Little Heart River. They started digging there beyond the eyes of the protectors. They don't know where they're at. So they kind of you know, went out there and started building it. But they were building. They've been making progress every day. I mean, even though we do have actions and we stop the pipeline working for just a couple hours or a day, that doesn't mean it was still working. There's other places that was being built. So the whole time that this resistance was building, um, the pipeline was still being made in or around us. And it leads okay. all the way up to all the way up to the where it's at right now. It began there and ending there. But there's still, uh, right now, um, we're going to confirm. We're all going to um, investigate the uh, east side of the uh, the drill pad because I believe that's the uh, the penetrating part of the drill. And the receiving end is going to be on the west side of the drill pad. Now, tomorrow, tomorrow's drone pilot's missions are going to be uh, investigate and see if they're, start, if, if they're drilling already. Because I know they're bringing, they're bringing it in piece by piece. They're bringing it in piece by piece. All yes, right. slowly. So let me ask you another question. All right, what if this is like God's will? Like, what if this was written in the book for that pipe to be there? Then what? Is, well, all right. Well, what do you think is happening right now? God, God's will. He wanted this pipeline to be there. That's like uh, the Assistant uh, um, Cohen Council. You know, the years way before this is even mentioned, before we even knew that there was going to be a pipeline there, we already had visions of a black snake slithering through our land. And in Dan Metaphor Talk, that is the pipeline. So we also, too, knew about this in vision terms. And we had this coming. And we all knew about it. But now we really relate to it. It's the pipeline. That was the black snake. There was so a black snake. That's a snake thing. So if it's God's will and he allows it to be there, or if, is he really allowing it to be there? Now, these visions that the black snake, there's a reason why there's a black snake slithering through, and it's up to us to figure that out. So that's why um, we're there. I, think, I believe if, if it's God's will to have that pipeline there, then it's God's will to test his, to test his children his creations of the earth, maybe he's testing and he's testing how strong their hearts are going to be and how, how far hate can be out of his, his creative, um, his, uh, his, because God created man. And that I believe if you want to think it like that, that's what he's doing then. He's, um, he's testing us humans. He's testing our spirits. He's testing how much, how strong a heart can be, how strong a prayer can be. And that, same time he's testing how hate how much hate and how much force a, a human being can bestow upon, a, upon another human being maybe he's testing us he's testing our spirits he's testing all of us that and helps. that goes back to the vision that's why the visions we understand yeah. how we understand visions like that we go at it in a good way and good intention Absolutely correct. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and, and go ahead, Miss I don't think that God would want 
10,000 people to be affected because when that pipeline breaks, it's going to affect everybody. It's going under Missouri. It's going to affect everybody to the Gulf of Mexico, and not just people. What about the land, the animals, plants? People got to think about that. And I don't think the creator is, you know, like I think like uh, Dean said, he's testing us. He's, this is a wake-up call because most yeah. of America has turned away from their spirituality. This is a wake-up call to bring them back. Right. Can I tell you something about that? Can I tell you something about that? Um, you talked about um, not to say anything negative, but you don't think it's God's way of – you don't think he's going to put 10,000 or um, 13 million people's uh, life and, and, and futures at stake? Uh, you can't really quite quote that because um, back in the Bible, if you look at the Bible for people who read the Bible and all through indigenous stories and throughout history and culture is the world was getting chaotic at one point in time. And what to solve this? He put a great flood on the world. He knew that some great people and some good people were going to die or perish, but it was a testament of his creations. And that's why the great flood surrounded the whole world. And it, he knew it was going to affect worldwide uh, devastation, but he allowed it because he's testing us. Once again, this is like the same thing. If you want to think about it like that, if you want to put, if you think this is God's will and a God's way, then he is testing us human people. Us, He's, he's testing his creation to make sure they're ready for the next realm of, the next world. If you look at the histories and if you look at our, uh, our 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 stories, our indigenous stories, this is a big, huge testament and and, and test to to uh to test us, to test our values, test our decisions, test our spirit, test everything, test the whole world that that's going on because he he sees the chaotic mess that's happening around the world, wars every country. Uh, people taking possessions, people taking greed, people getting addicted. And yes, if you want to think it like that, the world is coming to a much chaotic state that maybe perhaps this pipeline here is the first stages of that change. And metaphor speaks saying that it was a flood. This is the flood of oil. Now, are we, it's not the oil literally going to flood. It's the it's the actions, it's 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 the intentions, the evilness, the evil doings. He's testing us, and not only that, you know, within the camp too, <clears throat> we hold us strong. But even though at the strongest point in the source, there's always still a little speck of evil. But we need that little evil to push us to do good in the world. That's what he's doing. If you want to think about it, if that's all God's plan. And I believe personally that's how the plan is going to be laid out, and that's how we understand the visions that we all seen years and years and years ago. That is part of the seventh prophecy. Correct. Can you tell us about that? I think he can quote it better than I can. The on the seventh prophecy, because he is the seventh generation. Seven oh no! This was Drew, seven. Dean, Dean. Dean. Oh, I'm sorry. Dean can quote it better than I oh. can because he's seventh generation. 
seventh generation, here it is. Here's the power of the seventh generation. Every seventh generation is a generation that is going to make great change in the world. And it's their actions upon the world that the world's either going to learn from it or it's going to take away from it. But seventh generation is always the most powerful generation to come about born into the world of mother. And that's the, now we are in that stage of the seventh generation. And the children and the youth are the strongest. You know, the women are the strongest. But the seventh generation is the people that were born in this generation. Like, I'd say I would consider myself seventh generation. You know, we're, uh, you know, the leaders of long ago, the elders, we were always taught to uh, listen and to respect the elders. And as I grew up when I was a little boy, I, w- I always did listen. No matter if it was, uh, he didn't know what he was talking about or he didn't, or, or he was talking nonsense, I still listened. Because when you listen, you learn a lot of great knowledge and you learn a lot of good things, whether it be bad or good. But you were listening and you endured it because you accepted that into you. Now, yesterday I was on another talk show. Uh, that guy was talking and talking and talking and talking. And uh, the people were getting mad and getting mad. And and at the whole time I, I kept my cool because I just listened. Even though he was a little ignorant, um, he was uh, pointing things out that he shouldn't say. But he, he, he's, he was... Uh, in a stage of beyond, uh, he was misunderstanding. He was, un- he didn't understand. So you can't really judge him right away. You got to just learn to uh, work with him. Um, if he doesn't understand, tell him, show him. Now that's a part of our, 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 uh, our values as a, as a civilization, as a, as an indigenous people is that's what we do. We just don't shut them out the door because we don't dis- we disagree with them. Get that guy out of here. That's a lot of people who were on the live feed were saying that. But all those people that were on that live feed, they all, too, need to understand, even though if you're a water protector and you're saying that. And I sometimes, too, I personally break down, too, and I personally start being judgmental like that, and I get a little bit of cussing around, and I, I do point fingers here and there. But that's just a part of being a human being, part of being, it's part of being human. we got to, uh, we got to uh, experience that and, and take those little actions. Because if we don't, we will never understand the greater good of evolving our spirit. You know what I'm saying? Right. But seventh generation is here. And um, that's when the prophecy, and it all correlates, and it's all here. Seventh generation. There's going to be a time when the next seventh generation, now the next seventh generation Let's see what happens in the next seventh generation. When the seventh generation is called upon the world to bring about, it's called upon because there's something happening in the world, either chaotic or, or uh, devastating. And it's up to the seventh generation to change it. And that's the knowledge. The seventh generation don't show it off, though. The seventh generation doesn't enforce it. The seventh generation doesn't point uh, weapons at it because the seventh generation knows that when they, when they, uh, when they spread this knowledge, um, this great knowledge and it's powerful knowledge, we don't need to force it. We just accept it. We we, we uh, release it out, and we know it. We don't have to enforce that. 
that that's how much knowledge, great knowledge is. And we don't have to pay for knowledge. We don't have to go to the university to learn this great knowledge. You know, we always had it within our spirit. And that's the power of true, being a true um, seventh generation from our kind. And look at us. Let's take me, for instance. You know, I am combining a lot of uh, media, you know, with my voice, my spirituality, my heart, combine it with drone, combine it with technology, and combine it with art and vision. You put those all together, and you got something that no other um, human on the planet can ever uh, perceive it. But until you put it out on media, they can feel just, they can see it. They can feel it just a bit, but they can never really accept and feel what you're doing. But that's the power of media. That's why you create these great things, poets make great poetry. The people that like the poetry, they don't uh they won't really know what he feels inside when he's creating this poetry, but they love it. They love the words. They love what it, the message is. Painters, they never know in the mind of how much to paint to put together to make this kind of color, to make this perception. They just love the vision, just looking at it. That's power. Now just I I'm agree one with I mean I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, guys. Go ahead. I'm I'm getting too much into my uh my media. Oh no, so. you're you're great, brother. Uh, James, I believe you were about to say something, brother. Yes, sir. I was going to say I agree 100. percent That's why we're trying so very hard. I want to remind everybody out there. Today's over. We have four days. We have four days to make a change. To change the. Whole and the will of evil men we can only do that if we unite we can only do that if we stand in solidarity with our brothers and sisters the only with way to intention. win this is together with good intentions absolutely so, yes like I said that, guys, that's with that absolutely. Said, what I speak okay. about that's the truth you guys got to learn to accept it. Don't deny it. Bring it in. Feel it. True power. And and I also want to encourage. Uh, first and foremost, let me let me ask uh, Lashawn. Did, did you uh, did you get your your answer that you uh, were looking for, sir? Yeah, I got it. Excellent. Yeah, I got it. I, I I I did get it, and I understood everything he said. Do you have any awesome. more questions, sir? No, I was just reading um I was just reading online and it said something um about a lawsuit. Y'all had sued the uh Army Corps. Yeah. Or something. Yeah, the Army um, they they violated some type of permit. Yeah. Sir. Well there's follow alongs with all kinds of violations. This is building up to be one big crop pot full of uh, lawsuits and violations, and which is all going to be played out when this is all done and over with. There's going to be a lot of lawsuits going on in here, a lot of people getting hit, you know. And um, that's why another reason uh, Red Fawn's, uh federal charges got dropped, because FBI stepped in now. The good old FBI agent. 
maybe they're trying to make it up for the seventies uh for the aim days, but their what their intentions, what they did, they stepped in. Now the uh, North Dakota governor and the law enforcement uh they, they dropped all cases. A lot of uh water protectors felonies are being dropped. Reason why? Because when you're dealing with federal case, you're going to be investigated internally. That means looking at all aspects, whether it be their side or our side. And, of course, they dropped it because they don't want to be investigated because that just tells them point blank and tells the world that they did wrong. And they know that. And they don't want to be, they don't want to be charged with it or anything. They don't want to be investigated because they, uh, they know, publicly know, and they know themselves when they're doing their statements on Martin County uh, at the police department over there, they are lying out of their teeth. And right. it's like hey, a happy I when you were speaking about Red Fun, people might not know what you were talking about because remember, some may be just tuning in. Will you tell them? Okay, guys, a Red Fun, um, she was uh, falsely accused of uh, apparently having a, 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 a gun holster and she had a gun. Uh, she had a gun. She had a gun. Is that me or is that just the phone? I think it's just the phone, brother. Continue. Anyone online, press your mute. I'm sorry, guys. It's the spirituality. It's affecting that little the frequencies, maybe. But um, she she was wrongly accused that they stated that she had a weapon. She tried to fire uh, at the uh, police officers. Now she had. Now then they charged her with uh, attempted murder. And uh, we have reviewed all the footage. And if you can, there's one shot. It just clearly shows everything. You can clearly see that they have the certain individuals that are uh, in charge of certain actions when they're doing these raids. There's one guy. He's an African-American guy. I'll state that, by the way. He, he wears a spook mask, and uh, he's the one that looks around, and he, he observes the officers, and he observes what's going on. He does pointers, and he's, he's like the, kind of the field commander guy. And then the ones in the middle there, they're the ones that are kind of enforcing the, the actions that they're doing, the illegal actions like like dropping a gun on uh, on the water protector and saying that it's hers. And then the ones up front that are protecting the front lines are only meant to stay looking up. Now, they have it organized to where that they can get away with things like that. And they go, as soon as they pull them in, they all converge and hide them, hide what's going on behind there. And they could, when you're hiding and you could do anything beyond that and plant anything on a, on a protector and state that were, their intentions were harmed. That day right. when they're ready, right. uh, that day when they're ready at the treaty camp, everybody got uh, thrown in for uh, arson because of the fires that were set. Even the elders that were praying got thrown in for arson. Now they're all being dropped yeah. now because they don't want to be investigated. So that's the update there, guys. To, oh, to update crazy. people on that fire as well, there was a fire that came right up next to the campsite. I don't know if you've read about it or heard about it, but the hills were set on fire. It was actual arson by someone. Um, everybody in the, the protectors would obviously not light their own hill and right next to their camp on fire. But I've heard an amazing story of it coming up literally right to the edge of camp and parting around camp while people were praying. Um, that's a little that's a little intense there. Uh, I'll, I'll put that there. Uh, that could be good news for a good movie. But uh, what really happened was it was on the, it was on the other side of the highway, guys, uh, on the hill. 
uh, the one of the media guys, one of the indigenous media uh, known as Myron Dewey, Digital Smoke Signals. He's always out there, man. That guy's uh, he goes in ten feet deep. He'll go back at them twenty feet deep, man. But he's out there twenty four seven, um, reporting at all these things, and um, basically what it was, it was intentionally started by somebody who had a vehicle and drove away. Now to this day, we will never know who did it. But it was kind of suspicious, though, because we've seen a dappled drone flying around. And, of course, Myron had the drone up, too. But the, a dappled drone, and it started flying back towards where they're at. And uh, the, we called up I, – I personally called the, uh, the BIA and called the fire department, and they were aware of it. They're all the BIA, everybody was ready to attack this fire. The fire department was all ready to attack this fire, and but they could not go on the side of Morton County without their permission. Now, they were waiting for it. They were right there by the bridge. They were waiting for a call, waiting for a call. Nobody called. And apparently, they let it, Morton County let it burn all the way to the wee hours of the morning. And then all of a sudden, uh, a National Guard helicopter, military helicopter came by and, and started just spraying out, putting it out. And, um, Myron Dewey, if you guys listen to him, I'm not, I'm no fire expert, but he's been in the firefighting um, years. And um, if you look at Myron Dewey's digital smoke signals and um, look it up, there's feeds, but he he talks more in depth about how uh, he talks about arson, about how fires are set, um, intentionally set, and how it was spread out. I don't know what was, I don't know what kind of tactic that was. Maybe they were just trying to uh, incite fear again, because it really it did go. Because I was not at the camp. I was at the casino, and we started doing live feeds. The funny thing, a weird, a suspicious thing about that night was, out of all those days, helicopters and, and airplanes flying around at night and day, that night, the camp was quiet. The camp was so quiet. There was no planes in sight. I mean, it felt so quiet that it felt that the uh, pipeline workers had and uh, the Morton County people were never, ever there. That's how quiet it was. And all of a sudden, this fire starts up. Now, you guys put that into play. Do you think that's a little uh, suspicious? Absolutely. Hey. Yes. Can anybody hear me? Yeah, we can. Can you hear me? Well, excellent. Yes, ma'am, I, I sure can. Look, we have another caller. Her name is Mika, and she has something very special she wants to say. Mika, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, you guys. I, first of all, want to just say thank you so very much for educating people on this subject. A lot of people are not clear on both sides of the story. They only know about a pipeline. That was me a few months ago. And... I really would love to hear more about all of this, and I hope you guys keep doing what you are doing. I'm gonna, I've been sharing all of your uh, airings on Facebook, hoping that people will reach out and speak to you, and now I have to reach out and speak to you guys as well. Well, thank you so much. We, we appreciate thank you. you. Much respect, much respect. Absolutely, dear. Is there any anything in particular 
particular. Yes, exactly what Drew is saying. Is there anything in particular that you'd like to ask? Um, because we do have uh, Dean, the man who is speaking predominantly, is actually there. He is one of the flyers that is keeping tabs on these these criminals. Uh, there's no other way to put it. These terrorists, these criminals. So if there's anything in the world that you'd like to ask him, now would be a great time. What what are what is going to happen? What do you see happening within the next few months, within the next few weeks? What do you what do you see happening? Do you think that there will be an approval for the pipeline to be rejected? Do you think that the pipeline will be discontinued and moved to somewhere else? Here's what I think is going to happen. Mother Nature is going to take control of this situation for a couple of months. There's going to be a big, huge winter again. Because last year, about this time in uh, November and um, October, it was already blizzarding. It delayed the snow this far. And what I'm thinking personally is that Mother Nature is going to take control of this one for a couple of months. It's going to be so much winter that... They cannot even drill. They cannot work. And it's going to test the strength, the endurance of everybody in the camp. And that's what's going to happen. It's going to be a standstill for a bit because Mother Nature is going to, you know, have her wrath and show her. And that's, that's, that's Mother Nature's uh, uh, direct action. That's what we'll call it. That's what I personally is going to happen. And not only that, when I say a delay, because Trump, coming up he's going to trump his way all the way to this pipeline he wants it to be built he don't care if you guys uh, know his uh, his uh, personality he's that kind of guy that says oh you know we're going to put this pipeline there you don't even look indigenous you don't even look indigenous you know and uh, XL pipeline we're going to put that one back up too because you know why because fossil fuels is the leading way to this next world of the future no no he's just caught up in that illusion he's so caught up that's why he doesn't even have hair no more <laughs> and, and you know, real guys, quick, I just wanted to I let you know go ahead go ahead go ahead I'm sorry no 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 go ahead dear I'm sorry what I'm hoping will happen is that now that he's the president of the United States, that he's going to try to prove to everyone that he meant what he said when he's going to make it a great America again. And when he sees how passionate so many people are about this, he may do what he can to make himself look good here. Can you repeat that again? Let's hope. I'm hoping that now that he's going to be the president of the United States, that he has to prove himself now. He has said he's going to make America great again, and this is going to be his opportunity to step up and prove that he meant it, you know. And if not, yeah. then we'll all have to stand up against him. No, what, what he's saying, what he's saying is he's digging his own grave. When he's stating, when he's stating that he wants to make America great again, it's not going to be on his actions that he did to make this America great again. America is going to be great again from all his, uh, um, from all his b- bad decisions and all his wrongdoings that he's going to be doing 
it's going to be all on his mm-hmm. fault, all his wrongdoing and his fault. That's what's going to make America great again. You know, he he is the tyrant of this new uh, country now, and he he's the type of person. The way he talks about it, he kind of reminds me of Adolf Hitler. You know, that's why all these white supremacy people are all out and about now, feeling proud, feeling proud and free because this is a freedom. Like, nah, those guys, they gotta also recognize their history. You know, indigenous. But we don't want to start dividing ourselves like that. We do not because we have to learn how to accept each other, even if they are to the grandest. Uh, way of hate. Exactly. Like Dean, Dean was saying earlier that this was a progression, that this has not just been right now, day at Standing Rock, that this has been a, a, a just, it hasn't stopped since the beginning. Um, we've done our research, Sonia and I have done a lot of research, and it even goes back, the original treaty was signed on 62, and it was violated six years later expansion and then it goes on and on and on with violations of a standing treaty on domestic soil and then here we have again you know these issues uh um just letting you know dean we have about 25 minutes left in the hour um we would like Um, to know we'd like uh hold on guys uh since i'm host of this show um actually uh there's a there's tom tom gold of uh indigenous media rising uh uh, Indigenous Environmental Network or, or Josue, uh they're trying to call in because he has a very, very powerful, uh, a very important source that needs to get out there and Excellent. you guys want to be just to see what he has to say. So uh, well, dude, I'm typing him right now. What is the area code of that number, please, so James can watch for it? Alright, hold on. Uh, I'm going to type it in right now. And, and while okay. he's looking Mika, I want to stress to you that there is four days left on the eviction of these indigenous people. Four days. If they don't move in four days, that they're going to take action. So we really don't have months. We have less than a week to cause an awakening that makes everyone, everyone care, take notice, and, and demand action. And, and as Dean says, in the good and the in the best way, in the best intention possible. Exactly. 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 This is, you technically don't have four days. You technically have two days because people need to plan ahead. You need to take account of driving time. You know, if you're going to go up there, if you can get up there, get up there. Um, it is, it, you want to show up by the fourth. You want to be able to camp that night and get a good sleep because the fifth is the day. You know, you uh, if you can't get up there, if you have kids that rely on you or if you're disabled or for whatever reasons, pick up your phone tomorrow. First thing after you get up, if you drink coffee, drink your cup of coffee and then call your congressman. Call them. Light up not only state Capitol Hill, but national Capitol Hill. And don't stop. Don't stop. We need to flood them. We need to flood them and let them know that we are aware we are awake, and we are awakening even more, and we will not let this happen. I now, hope. Dean, all, is your buddy, is he uh, ready? Uh, I don't know. I'm typing in. Uh, I'm, 
they're they're watching the messages. They haven't really uh, responded back yet, but they were trying to uh, get on real fast to uh, get a very important statement out there. And uh, the whole time, tell them press one whenever they call, and James will see that in the queue. Okay. And we can just go ahead and have them call in now. Now I'm going to go ahead and say that um, they're saying that they do not need as many clothes as they had needed. But they still, it'd be good for firewoods. I've heard about cots, medical supplies. Dean, I mean, I'm, I'm sure there's a list. There's also, what's the best way to get in there? There's supposed to be a $1,000 fine coming from the state of North Dakota just to try to bring you all supplies. And, and we've been getting um, reports of people having their personal supplies, just supplies for them camping, taken by the Sheriff's Department, by the Morton County Sheriff's Department. And Ace Hardware has been told by the Morton County Sheriff's Department not to sell to them. There's a new update on that. Jeff, uh, uh, that is a a, uh, corporate policy. But, and the sheriff went to the local store, and they had him convinced that that the people were using these against them. They had him convinced that he had sold something that caused the little girl's arm to be almost amputated. But after he talked to us, Jeff decided he's the manager. He said he understood and he is backing us 100% and he is going to sell to us even though his corporate headquarters said no. So he is going to sell to us. Aho. Aho. Just to drop a quick thing in here about propane tanks, by the way. Um, if anybody has ever tried to put a propane tank onto a grill, I just want to put some comments out there. If anybody's ever tried to attach a propane to a propane grill, you know about the pressure that's inside of the propane tanks. You can't make a Molotov cocktail out of these things, people. You can't. You try to put that pin in there, and it's going to shoot out of your hands because of the pressure of the gas inside of it, or it will hurt you. The only way you can do any kind of explosive with this thing is to shoot it. And they don't have guns. No, that's a big old. Uh, yeah. That's them stating that, so they could give a a, a a reason why that they're feared upon that they might just make their. It's like the whole incident back when we were carrying the Great Chinupa pipe, the secret pipe, and then and they they took it in wrong context and they said they called it pipe. They thought we had pipe bombs. And that's that's how it goes. The same old thing again. Seems like they're just taking what they want, literally, even in words. Yeah. So, Dean, how do people help? How do they get up there? Um, it's to my understanding the southern border is open, though. Here's how. Here's the whole lay, lay down with uh, uh, bringing in supplies. I encourage everybody to keep bringing in supplies because right now they were, that was the tactic they were using. They were stopping and harassing uh, anybody and they were uh, fining everybody a thousand dollar fines that were coming in, bringing in supplies. They, uh, they took that off now because uh, basically what they're stating is that they're doing terrorism acts against the own people of the United States. They're trying to basically, basically they stated it that, they are trying to, we are going to starve them and we are going to make them freeze down there. We are cutting them all off of 
all the supplies because Bismarck here has all the stores and we're we're uh, we're patrolling these stores here and that's where Ace Hardware comes involved. It's either the guy was with the pipeline and he didn't like the manager maybe or maybe it was just uh with the group of people because not all Ace Hardware stores are like that. It was just this one in Bismarck, of course. So the manager was probably on a uh, pro dapple side. That's why he uh you know didn't want to sell to the uh the protesters because personally guys it's um there's racism and there's hate all around us here in bismarck and mandan we don't see it yet but until you get that uh that uh we get that source out that that connection like when we go live feed boom the pro dapple people are on your comments and they're oh man they really love stuff that they really like to just say things you know and that's where you start seeing the hate in there. And then they start, you know how Facebook goes there. Everyone's attacking each other with comments and comments. And I don't even listen to that stuff. It's pointless to try to keep typing away and try to correct them because they don't understand. And it's going to keep recycling and keep continuing to cycle and cycle. And it's pointless. So don't even do Amen. it. So, you know, It's one of the tools. It's a tool. What they do is they, they employ these kinds of people to go on and do this. And it, it's to wear down the spirit, to wear down the body, and, and to wear yeah. down your mental capacity. <clears throat> uh, that's what these people do. Their only goal in life is to wear you down so that the enemy can take over. Yep. That's, uh, it's the power of hate. It's the, it's, the, it's the chaos in this world, the hate. So uh, for me, I don't even read those comments, you know. A lot of people do read them. They start retaliating. Uh, like I said, a few times it does get on my skin. I do, you know, dip in that water, and I still get I get a little pissed, you know. But then again, I step away. I step back. I take a deep breath, and I'm like, you know what, though? It's pointless even trying to do that. It's a waste of energy. It's a waste of good energy, you know. You could use this good energy for other things. So when they do comments like that, and when you see it out in the public, I uh, I feel so strong that I feel like I am so empowered that they cannot affect me. Their negativity just is like a it goes around. Before the time's up, do you want to tell them exactly how to get in there and the fact that you still need a three thousand uh three hundred millimeter lens to help since the other drone went down? Um, yeah, uh, guys, uh, we could still bring in supplies from the camp. I mean, if I was you guys, I'd do a, a hundred caravan, um, with supplies just going right straight through Mandan. What can they do? You know, they have police caravans, you know, but there's other safer ways to infiltrate, um, the Standing Rock Nation. You could come up through, uh, if anyone's coming from the Southern part, you could come up through Mobridge. And come go across the bridge and go up the other 1806 route. Uh, you could come in from Eagle Butte and Timberlake area. You could come in from uh, Highway 12 coming um, west from Miles City in, in, in um, Montana. Um, if, if you are coming north from, like, Canada or whatever, I would suggest just drive all the way around if you want to feel safe about it. But if you want to hold that, uh, that uh, indigenous spirit, and you know what you're doing, and you know it's good for the humankind and for Mother Earth, then I proud of you guys. Drive those trucks through Mandan and Bismarck and not let them know you have supplies. That's just the power we have. I mean, don't let them stop you guys. Don't let them have that fear, you know? And they're not going to give you a $1,000 fine. They took that off because uh, the higher-ups stated that 
that's just a form of uh, terrorism because you're bestowing terrorism upon a people. And we are still a part of this great American nation, even though we are all considered sovereign. So You know what that starts to tell me, brother? That starts to tell me we're moving in a good direction on it. I'm sorry. Go ahead, brother. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, we are moving in a great direction. You know why that is? It's because we have solidarity and unity and prayer. People are slowly starting to understand that, oh, my gosh, like, these indigenous people really hold true to their land. Like, and a lot of people say, like, well, why is it? It's just a piece of land. Oh, my gosh, they just, they'll stand there for days and days, but they don't understand it because they're lost in that illusion. Until you really are that individual that's standing there for days and days and days enduring ourselves. We practice that stuff every day when we go on the sacred hill for, for, uh, for the ceremony, you know, four days and four nights. That's what attests us. No food, no water. Even if there's a, a lightning storm up there, that's the power of the spirit. You endure it. Whatever Mother Nature throws her at you, and in the end, it makes you stronger. It makes you more, uh, more aware of things. And this is what the, uh, this, uh, today's society and today's government is forgetting about, that we have connections into other realms of spirituality and control systems. But we don't call them systems. We call them life, way of being. Losing that. But that's what we're doing at camp, guys. We are. I've, I've heard many, brother, I've heard storms, stories of, oh, go ahead, Sonia, go ahead. I know you don't need to ask for anything for yourself, but uh, we desperately need that lens so that you can keep filming since you can't see other uh, down. Yeah, guys, uh, I have a drone to be wild page out there. Um, the, the, the GoFundMe is uh, just always pinned on the top. Um, uh, I truly deep down in my heart give you guys all my respect and all the kindness of my heart for everything that you guys do for me because I, I believe in my followers. I, I, I love them so much because they write me every day on the page and they tell me that all my knowledge and my words I speak is true meaning to them and a lot of people and it changes a lot of people and it actually opens their eyes. So with that said, I'd like to uh, um, give a shout out to all the people of the world that listen and tune in on this page and listen to my words of truth and, uh, and watch me fly this drone um, over. And I give you guys all much respect. But with that said, you guys, uh, I'm always looking for uh, um, um, support. Support the drones. You know, get that uh, that illusion money filtered in uh, in that GoFundMe account so I can utilize that uh, illusion of money to. Uh, get the things, the necessities, and the technologies and the tools so I can keep fighting this oil corporation and the desecration is doing upon my people and my standing rock nation. Will you tell them where well, to go Dean, for that, do brother? Us a favor. Thank you. Drew, absolutely right. Let's get GoFundMe out there right now, and, and that way the people who are listening, uh, if they feel so inclined, can donate. Yeah, drone to be well photography and video. It's pinned to the the first. It's pinned to the first post, guys. You can't miss it. Um, you could go ahead and look at it. It has like my first video I ever made with the drone, and then it has my videos as I progress, and all the way up to the latest. But I have I've gotten so um, so aware out there that all I could do now is just fly a drone. Now I kind of took four days off, like 
I'm supposed to be at camp right now, but I'm doing all this media with the radio now and stuff like that. So it's, I'm getting big uh, to the point where I'm, I'm going to need an agent now, guys. Uh, I'm going to need assistance because this is getting too uh, – what I've created here is beyond what I wanted. And uh, it's a powerful thing, and I'm blessed. I'm blessed for the world because the world is what's making this like that. And um, it's not me. It's for the world. This is the world's going to be wild. And Mother Earth. Absolutely. Where can we donate supplies? Supplies? Um, there's a, uh, a lot of uh, groups and organizations within the camp that uh, want supply. But, you know, personally, if you guys just, if someone has, like, uh, a caravan of stuff, uh, just be happily going to drone page to talk about what you have and um, give me your number and your source number, and I'll gladly point those numbers to the right person that isn't needed into the camp that needs those kind of supplies because it fluctuates to different groups, you know. So, And of that, I know what's needed because as a drone pilot, I know all the sources. I know all everything that's coming in and out of that camp, and I know the needs of it. So that's as far as I could do with you guys to help you with uh, supplies, like as far as firewood, right. um, tents, whatever, the winter supplies and all that, um, even military gear too. Um, bulletproof vests, um, camos, um, thermals, stuff like that. I personally, um, I believe I, I want a bulletproof vest. I think I put a call out there, but, uh, I don't know. And I haven't got back. I got lost in all those messages that are, uh, filtering in through the drone page. But personally, I, I feel like I'm, I need protection of my heart, man. This heart here is what's keeping this radio station tuned in. And uh, this heart needs protection. And uh, the drone pilot is not aware of looking around and seeing who's pointing a sniper or a gun at him. He's looking at the, the, the phone that he's flying the drone, so he's connected in and he's vulnerable to like that. So to protect this guy's heart, to protect the drone pilot's heart, I do would like, uh, sure would like a, a bulletproof vest and just during time because we don't know if it, we do. It might come to that point. Who knows, you know? Yeah, you always got to yeah. be prepared. Always be prepared than than to be sorry. Sandra, wasn't there a way that they could go to Walmart and donate too, and that there was a couple of people going to pick up supplies from that Walmart? Now, we don't have many days left on that for the eviction, but I know there was something about a Walmart. Yes, I have. I set up with Walmart online, and people can drop ship to Walmart 1534 in uh, mid-March, North Dakota. They can have it shipped there, and the pickup people with ID is Lita, L-E-T-A, Killer Bailey, B-A-I-L-L-Y. The other person is LaDonna Bull, A-L-L-A-R-D. Thank you. Now, Thank you. Uh, as I would suggest very highly that if you're going to donate either items or anything, Make sure you know who you are donating to. Uh, um, like Dean said, that organization, he knows a lot of them personally. I have uh, contacts personally, so I suggest that you either know somebody in camp or you uh, contact one of the two of us to get, um, you know, to tell you who to go to. Absolutely. And will you give those two names again just in case people didn't get them in time? 
Uh, there is LaDonna, L-A-D-O-N-N-A, LaDonna Brayful, A-L-L-A-R-D. The other person is L-E-T-A, Killer Bailey, B-A-I-L-L-Y. Thank you. Uh, and did oh, you say that? Go ahead. Go ahead. I got oh, no, here, guys. I, I was going to Go ahead, right, Bruce. Go ahead, Bruce. Or, or, or Dean, I'm sorry. Dean, Dean, Dean. All right, here it is, guys. Here it is. Here's one more thing that the world needs to know, all the listeners need to know. All that money that's being accumulated, they're being put in buildings called banks. Now, if you guys go hashtag, put in hashtag bank exit, what that's doing is that that's a class, that's a world action for banks. Uh, a direct action for banks to uh, to put the plug on that 10.5 billion dollar Dakota Access pipeline. So uh, if you're if you know a bank in your community or in your town that's um, uh, housing uh, oil dapple money, now is the time to uh, get your money out of there, close your accounts, never go back into that store again. Even though you probably had 50 years of customer service, that dapple money just that service there that no longer used it valuable. So I would suggest everybody to just close your banks and walk out of there, get money, bury it somewhere. That's the only real bank you can truly have because you bury it, you'll, you'll be lost forever. There's still banks down here and buried money that are still buried. But the point is what I'm going back to is uh, this is a direct action against banks who are housing all DAPL money, that $10.5 billion Dakota access money that, that's all infiltrated through all these banks worldwide. And uh, I'll clap out Wells Fargo. That's one bank, one of many banks. It is. So hashtag bank exit, you guys. Put that in and take a look and check it out. If anything else, go to the AJ Plus um, Facebook page, or else you can also find it on the Indigenous Rising Media. Yes, we we um we also have that. We're going to make sure that that information. There's 17 different banks that are investing in this, from Tokyo to Canada to United States, Scotland, United Kingdom, or Britain. Sorry, Great Britain, um, France, Italy. They're all over the world investing in this. There's uh, I think five or seven in the United States. We're going to have this information up on our page, uh, the Standing Rock Facebook page, as well as Accountability Now and Keepers Mind Pool. And we will put it out there. The We'll put that at the top of the page. Um, but, brother, it's coming down to about two and a half minutes. I think I just want to give you the floor for the last bit of this time. I'll just kind of hop in right before we get before we go off air, brother. All right, guys. There's a lot of things that you could say within two minutes here. Let's start with uh, – let's start by uh, just taking a deep breath. And this day that you guys are just now accepting all this information in about this pipeline, about indigenous people, about uh, indigenous rights, human rights, desecration of land, um, violations, um, broken treaties, um, broken laws, um, aggression, hate, racism, prayer, solidarity, unity. Yeah, it's building up, guys. It's all comprehending in your mind, and you want to know what to do with it. Just don't. Let it break your spirit. See, you guys are all stronger than out there, man. All you people who are listening in, 
the world might be in chaotic state. Don't be like that guy yesterday that was so frantic. Yeah, he he was like he was so overwhelmed and he didn't know how to understand things because he was processing his brain too fast and his actions were coming out a little ignorant sometimes and a little uh, misunderstanding. That's what happens about controlling your spirit. Oh, remember that, guys. Remember that. Uh, this uh, this is Shijab in Navajo. That means uh, my son has power. Um, this is Dean Dedman Jr. I'm an enrolled member of Standing Rock Sioux Tribe and also um, of the Navajo Diné Nation, too, as well, from Chinle, Arizona, all the way to uh, Spider Rock. Um, all that down there, too, uh, from my dad's side. Uh, born for Tuichini Bushishin, meaning uh, Bitter Water Clan. And uh, from my mom's side is Hunk Papa from Little Eagle, South Dakota, uh, in the areas where uh, Sitting Bull was, um, that was his whole area, Sitting Bull Camp and everything. So my bloodline, I would say not directly, but descended in in ways and, and knowledge and actions is uh, from the great Sitting Bull and, and the great Lakotas all the way to the Navajos down there. So the Dene people, the people, Dene, that's what that means, the people. So um, I'm I'm proud of my indigenous culture. I'm proud of my uh, traditional ways. Uh, I'm proud to learn the technology of the 21st century and utilize it for the connection to reconnect Mother Earth and our people as indigenous people. Um, I'm 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 proud of what I do. Proud of what I oh, am. And I'm glad I'm living every day. And I'm and I, I and I feel grateful for you guys for making me a host on this radio show. Oh, brother, we thank you for being here. I think we're out of time now, though, unfortunately. But will you be back with us tomorrow, maybe? We're going to do another broadcast uh, tomorrow. Let people know. Um, tomorrow I might be down at the camp, but I probably still will have a, a good reception, actually. I might host it in the IEN tent. Then you, could, you guys get some more insight people of uh, you know, that are there, like Tom and everybody else, and Joy probably that's there, and um. Candy Mossett. Um, so if I'm there during that time, so tomorrow I got to get back to camp, guys. Um, I've been spending too much time on the radio thing, but uh, we'll gladly go back on, but it most likely will be at camp because I got to go and do some drone action and start infiltrating and start uh, documenting more stuff with the drone again. So get back to the drone action. So that's where I'll be. If anything, I'll tune in down down there at the camp. So it'll be more, uh, it'll be more uh, interesting, too, because it's in camp. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we thank you, brother. We really thank you for spending time here and getting the word out. All right, guys. guys and welcome. Welcome. Take, take the prayer. Prayers, Absolutely. definitely. Prayers are with you, brother. Right, definitely. And, and and one more time, I want to I want to thank you and welcome you into our family, because there is no way we can do this without you, and we can never could never repay you for your time and your patience. Uh, Sandra, you as well. I know you're with us. <clears throat> I know that you were you were very, very terribly. And I can only apologize for the actions of evil men. And and we are with you. We are with you with good intentions, as you say, Dean. Um, we stand with Dean. All I can say is that's right. That's exactly what I was going to say. All I can say is we stand with you at Standing Rock. Well, there it ribbon. is, guys. That's good. Remember, we're, all, we're all understanding. 
we all came together. We're all understanding now. Now it's time to move forward and continue it, guys. With that said, I'm going to go ahead and hang up here, you guys. I'll stay tuned at 6 o'clock tomorrow again. Yes, sir. Yes. Yes. All right. I promise I won't be on Indian time. (laughs) (laughs) All right, brother. It's all right. Naganista, brother. Naganista. Well, does anybody else have anything they want to say before we close? I've, I'm good. Uh, well, I mean, I, I've pretty much reiterated everything. I can't believe this, the level of injustice that's being done. But if, and if people don't have their eyes open, they need to check the sites. They need to go to Standing Rock, Accountability Now, Keeper's Mind Pool, uh, Indigenous Media Rising, Drones Be Wild. You need to get out there and look at these firsthand sources and, I mean, open your eyes. Right, right. That's absolutely correct there, Drew. Don't take our word for it. Go look at it for yourself. Do the research. Understand that we're not here to push any ulterior motive, anybody's anybody's perception, or anyone else's opinion. We are here to state the facts, to show you exactly what is wrong, what's going on, and why, and how you can help. But first, you have to be mad. You have to get mad yep. about it. And that's not me saying that I don't have good intentions. That's me saying that the traditions are different, that the values are different, that an American citizen, a sovereign, most Americans have repeat off before they stand up to take action. And I hate to use the shock value, but that is all we have. The truth is so shocking that it should be deplorable, that it should be um, upsetting to the soul. That's what bothers me so much. That's why I have such a hard time with this subject. I do. I get a little upset uh, because it upsets my soul. It hurts my, it hurts my heart to know that there are people out there being, being done in, in such a way that if it was happening to you, you would stand up, you would fight, you would call, you would kick and scratch and would probably die, and these people are forgiving them as happens. And I don't mean it like that. I promise I don't. Our brothers and sisters in Standing Rock are honest and truly. They're forgiving these people as they do the actions to them. And if that Absolutely. doesn't show you what good intentions are, I don't know what else to say. Absolutely, and they're coming at them. I mean, the, the evidence speaks for itself, and I, I, I'm going to go ahead and reiterate one thing again, just because I'm so passionate about this. I can't stand watching violence perpetrated against a nonviolent person. I was raised to stand up to bullies, and I'm not talking about, you know, I've, and I'm not in this exact peaceful manner that they're demonstrating. Of. I was raised that if a bully bullies you, bullies you, you take him down a peg or two to prevent it happening from someone they cannot raise arms. It's part of their prophecy. They cannot raise arms. They will not raise arms. And if we don't stand up for them right now and get up there, then they will get ran over. Absolutely correct, Drew. Absolutely correct. And right here at the end, I want to make each and every call called in that stood with us, that is standing with our brothers and sisters. I want to thank everyone out there. Uh, who has donated, who is donating, who is traveling up there to stand in solidarity with our brothers and sisters. 
Don't get it twisted, ladies and gentlemen. We all bleed the same blood. Oh, <laughs> absolutely, brother. And with that, we can close the show, my friend, if you would like. Um, Miss Sonia, Miss uh, Sandra, uh-oh, Miss Sandra. I think we may have lost Sandra. Um, I'm going to bring in our callers that are still with to have hung with us. Is anything that you'd like to say, LaShawn or, or Jesus? No. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, from Keeper's Mind Pool Radio Network and the bottom of our hearts, please, please stand with Standing Rock. Do everything you can. Join us again tomorrow as we bring you yet another update Standing Rock, North and South Dakota. This has been Keeper's Mind Pool. You have had a, a slew of hosts. I want to name each and every one of you. We had Dean. We had Miss Sandra, Miss Sonia, Drew, a hundred callers call in. Uh, I could not be more pleased. You, each and every one of you, be blessed. Have a great night and join us tomorrow on Keeper's Mind Pool Radio Network. Have a nice night. Good night. Good night. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.